1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did.
0: And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick
1: pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of the
0: space. Oh, Slaps a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy
1: himself some time. Fires end zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll, He'll hit immediately when go. he got the handoff. You know and it's <laughs> The q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank
2: you. From the TOJ Digital Studio This is Play Like a Jet My name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter At Jet one And it's time to talk 2021 NFL Draft Stock Report And for that we bring in Our man over at WalterFootball.com He is the Senior Draft Analyst there Mr. Charlie Campbell Charlie, what's going on buddy?
3: Not much, Scott. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. In fact, I'm doing even better now that we got to see the big debut from Rondell Moore. Dynamic receiver, played his first game for Purdue this season. Tell me about what you saw in terms of his draft stock. Did he help or hurt himself? And do you think he has a chance to go in day one or day two of the 2021 NFL draft?
3: Yeah, I definitely think he's going to go in the early rounds. Uh, whether he's a first rounder or second rounder, I think, you know, it's going to depend on how he plays here. Staying healthy is going to be really important for him. He was just electric as a freshman, but then barely played as a sophomore. And considering his listed numbers of 5'9", 180 is pretty undersized for the NFL, you're going to have some natural durability concerns as it is. So then when you add in the fact of the Uh, 2019 season where he was injured, didn't play the majority of it, um, and now we have a shortened 2020 season, I think the durability size factor is going to work against him. So it's important for him not to get hurt again uh, in the remaining games for Purdue and in the lead up to the draft and stay productive, work out well, all those things. Um, and those listed numbers, you know, we've seen so many times every year where those numbers that are listed are bigger than reality, and then uh, Senior bowl and Combine reveals the truth. Um, so he could be even smaller than that five nine one eighty. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where the official numbers are, but definitely he's a home run threat, fast electric playmaker, Uh, just really dangerous with the ball in his hands. And you got glimpses of that against Minnesota. Uh, You know, he didn't have a big yards per catch, but uh, he's just uncovering and getting open so quickly because of that great burst. So uh, the big plays will come. It's definitely going to happen, but he's, he's part of a really good receiving class. So teams that need receiver help, are going to have a lot of good options for them in the first through third round. Charlie,
2: a lot of interesting quarterback developments this past weekend. Trevor Lawrence didn't play so he was out of the equation, but Justin Fields had arguably his worst game as a collegiate quarterback through 3 interceptions against an admittedly excellent Indiana defense. But he made some really bad decisions, uncharacteristic of what he's done so far. You've got Kyle Trask, who played really well again. And I want you to tell me about a text that you got from somebody who's a key decision maker in the NFL. And then you've got another quarterback who may be moving his way into consideration for day two or early day three. Tell me about what you saw from these quarterbacks and how their stock may have shifted over the weekend.
3: Yeah, Fields definitely hurt himself with his game against Indiana. Uh, The three interceptions, all three of them were bad, ugly passes that are really uncharacteristic for him. Um, But then other plays he took sacks that he shouldn't have taken. He was waiting too long to get the ball out. He had receivers open underneath that he didn't see or uh, just decided to try and go for a bigger play downfield when he needed to take what the defense was giving him. So it was really a tape that's going to hurt Fields in terms of having any chance to pass Trevor Lawrence. Uh, The pocket awareness issue is a problem for Fields, so uh, he needs to develop that awareness and awareness handling, passing against the Blitz. Uh, that's going to be really important for him in terms of his NFL development. And as a result, during the games I texted, uh, and after I had tweeted this, I got a third text from three different directors of college scouting in the NFL and a national scout. And all of them said that Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, is a better pocket passer Than fields and part of it is because of that awareness trask has really good pocket awareness almost by default as one of those uh directors of college scouting said because trask doesn't have fields mobility so he has to develop that awareness in the pocket um, because really he's a statue and he's not going to have much movement ability for the next level whereas fields uh, can make plays with his speed. He's a good athlete, has quickness and uh, agility there to move around the pocket. So if just pure pocket passing, Trask is definitely ahead of fields for the NFL. But that that's just uh, one part of the equation. And I think overall, uh, Trask has really helped himself this season. But I still think right now, he's probably more likely to be a second round pick uh, than a first round pick. I think day two is the likely spot for Trask in this draft. And then uh, as I reported last week on Walter football, Kellen Mond, the Texas A&M quarterback has gotten some third round grades from some teams, some teams have them in the fourth, some teams have them in the third. Uh, and I think that that's, kind of indicative of a guy that they view as a backup, uh, potential backup that could develop into something more. Um, Mond has a good skill set. And talking with an area scout who has Texas A&M and had Oklahoma, he said that he thinks Mond is a better passer, better quarterback than Jalen Hurts was. And when he scouted Hurts last year, Um, but because Hurts kind of had that alabama Uh, winning history going for him and uh, getting Oklahoma to the playoffs that helps him out in in climbing up boards. And he ends up being a second round pick by the Eagles, although a misguided one. He still went in the second round where Mons is probably going to have a shot at sneaking into the third round as a guy that could be a backup and develop uh, from there. Uh, but he's helped himself this year. His accuracy has improved. The consistency and accuracy were the big issues for him to show improvement uh, as a senior, and we've seen him make some strides there. So uh, while he is a good athlete and has running ability, he's more of a pocket passer that will run when he has to, but not really uh, kind of aggressive to be a playmaker with his feet. So, uh, he's definitely shown improvement. Uh, but Texas A&M has simplified things. Don't, they don't have him doing real exotic progressions. They kind of have things pretty predetermined. Uh, and maybe that's helping him to, to just simplify the game and be more accurate with his mechanics. And as a result, he's been a bit more consistent. So, uh, that's the latest I've heard on Mon, Trask, and Fields from NFL teams.
2: Charlie, let's talk skill position. Who helped and hurt their stock at wide receiver and running back this past weekend?
3: Uh, well, that's a good question. I, I really, for me this past weekend, I saw a lot of improved uh, players helping themselves uh, in the trenches, some uh, defensive linemen and offensive linemen in particular, But in terms of running back, uh, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma had a really excellent game uh, against Oklahoma state uh, in the Bedlam rivalry game. He runs for 140 yards. He had 50 yards receiving. He's a big back about six foot uh, and he's, said his weight is down into the 230 so he's looking leaner and quicker you saw the burst to hit the hole he has acceleration to the second level and obviously that build that makes him tough to tackle I mean he can pick up yards after contact so um, he's kind of a sleeper back because he started this season on a suspension after a positive drug test at the end of last season Uh, so he's had a delayed start to the year but he was huge uh, in Oklahoma, getting that rivalry game win, and then as far as a receiver that I think has hurt himself, uh, Tamori and Terry, or Scary Terry is the nickname for him. Yet he's decided that he's done for the season. It, it wasn't clear whether the uh, he's been banged up all year, but he's had a knee injury of late. Uh, And and that just uh, led, I guess, to him deciding to shut it down for the rest of the year and Florida State's having a miserable season. Um, But this Terry was just such an electric playmaker uh, the previous few years at Florida State, averaging 19.8 yards per catch one year and then 21 yards per catch uh, the previous season, So you saw a lot of big play potential out of a big receiver that has speed to get vertical. But this year, he just never really got into any kind of groove, is banged up all year uh, and ends up only catching 23 passes for less than 300 yards and only one touchdown as a senior. So uh, it's expected he'll enter the draft, but with this crazy virus year, he would have another year of eligibility so he could transfer Or decide to go back to Florida State But everyone in the scouting community Assumes he's going to enter the draft uh, In just this rough season Of being injured And not really producing that well I think has hurt him Has sent him down from uh, Being a potential first round pick To being more of a day two candidate
2: You just mentioned The players in the trenches Having a big weekend Both on the defensive line And the offensive line Who specifically were you talking about?
3: Well, the Vanderbilt defensive end, Deo Adenibo, uh, he's really playing well. He had a really impressive performance against Florida going up against a future NFL offensive lineman, Stone Forsyth. Uh, it wasn't a huge game on the stat sheet, but it was in terms of pressure and just showing the ability to get off blocks from a future pro offensive lineman. He was strong uh, to shed blocks, he's quick around the corner. So definitely he helped himself with that tape, and he's played really well this year. Even though Vanderbilt has gone winless, uh, he's been a bright spot with how he's played. So he's definitely uh, helping himself. And staying in the SEC uh, at Kentucky, their center Drake Jackson's having a really nice year. He's been rock solid in pass protection, tough contributor in the ground game. Their right tackle, Darian Canards, having a nice season. He is just a beast, massive blocker, 6'5", about 345, 350. Um, Should move inside to guard at the NFL and be a power right guard, but he blocks through the whistle, has a mean streak. is really tough at the point of attack and is more athletic and quick. Uh, than you would think for a blocker of his size, and then on the another defensive lineman that uh, helped himself was Jerome Johnson of Indiana. He had a really nice game against Ohio State, uh, getting a sack, uh, showing his hustle to get to the sideline downfield. and because of that, he's uh Johnny on the spot to catch a deflection for an interception, which is rare to see for a defensive tackle, but especially, given where he was on the field. It wasn't like a screen that got tipped in the air. I mean, he was down along the sideline, really showed great hustle, uh, and as a result, his team is rewarded by that with him getting a pick also drew a holding penalty and just showed the ability to get up field and be that uh, big nose tackle that can get a push in the middle for a four, three or three, four defense. So he had a really nice game as well. Uh, and then a, a defensive tackle that I think has hurt himself this year was Marvin Wilson with Florida state. He's out for the year after a leg injury. Um, but really did not do well as a pass rusher this year, probably ends up hurting himself by going back to school rather than if he would have entered the draft after last year. Uh, and then also or the Oregon State edge rusher, Hamilcar Rashad uh, really did not have an impressive game against Cal. Um, he has edge rush ability with quickness, but he's got to get stronger, has to add some more functional strength to get off blocks in the NFL. So he might be a guy that would be better off taking advantage of the extra year of eligibility, going back to school, get developing more physically, and then going for the 2022 NFL Draft. But uh, with the Pac-12 having this really short season, it, you know, all these games are critical for these players to play well. So having a slow start to the year can be really hard for a player to bounce back because there just aren't that many games left and tapes to produce that show that that rough start was an anomaly.
1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Charlie, let's talk about corner and edge because those are two positions that I expect the Jets to invest in heavily this offseason, both in free agency and the draft. Who's helped and hurt themselves at edge and at corner? And tell me a little bit about what you're hearing about the two South Carolina corners who both opted out. We talked about J.C. Horn on the show last week with Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report. He thinks that as of right now, he's probably going to go somewhere between number 20 and number 30. Obviously, that can change based on what happens at the Combine and all the pre-draft process stuff. But tell me about what you're hearing about those two South Carolina corners and where they're going to go, and also what you've seen from the edge and corner group over the last week in terms of guys that have helped and hurt themselves.
3: Yeah, I think Horn uh, could go in the back half of the first round. It wouldn't surprise me if he rises because – we have had uh, some of the other top cornerbacks not really uh, blow the doors off this year with their performance. Sean Wade has been up and down for Ohio State, um, Patrick Sertan. Uh, has kind of has been steady for Alabama, but he's a big corner that has some limitations in terms of taking on receivers that have twitch and explosion. Uh, you could see that going into this year, and it's just been reconfirmed uh, with what he's done this year. So uh, the corner class is not uh, a class that's just loaded with talent, and I think J.C. Horn might be a guy that uh, kind of starts out here as a mid to late first round pick but through the process just kind of rises as teams see that he really was a steady cover corner over the past few years including 2019 ends up being a three-year starter in the sec has an nfl pedigree with his dad so you can expect that he might be able to make that transition and going to get used to the NFL grind in life a little faster than other players. So I think Horn has the capacity to be one of the guys that kind of rises through the process. Um, His teammate Israel Mukamu, he just has real limitations because he's a bigger corner, uh, but he has problems with speed and twitch He had a great game against Georgia in 2019 and really uh, stepped up to help uh, South Carolina pull off an upset uh, over with a huge game against Jake Fromm. But Israel just definitely has limitations in terms of uh, being a, a corner that can't really take on those speed receivers and guys that are really twitchy and fast, so as a result, I think he's going to end up being more of a day two or mid-rounder when this is all said and done. Uh, Running fast would definitely help him at the Combine, but given how he played this year, he had issues against Florida. He had issues in other games, uh, whereas J.C. Horn really, he showed in that Florida game he was capable of holding his own going against Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney, who are a pair of explosive mismatch playmakers. So uh, definitely Horn helped himself this season. (laughs) And I think Israel is going to end up being more of a mid rounder, potentially third, fourth round kind of prospect that uh, heading into in the winter when the, in the uh, combine and everything else. But uh, otherwise I would say, that Sean Wade from Ohio State has hurt himself some this year. Something just kind of seems to be missing with his play against Indiana. He has a really impressive pick six that ended up uh, being the, the 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 score that led to Ohio State getting the win that put them up uh, what 42, 21, but uh, Indiana comes back and part of that comeback was Wade giving up a touchdown from like 60-some yards out uh, where he just fell down in coverage after getting tangled up with the receiver. Um, so he just that's kind of been the story with Wade somewhere. He'll give it and take it away to a degree. So I think as a result, he could end up being more of a late one, early two, if this keeps up. Um, he has a good skill set, has some versatility. But the consistency just hasn't been there, I think, for him to end up being a high first rounder like some of the other Ohio State corners in recent years, like Jeff Okuda or Denzel Ward or Marshawn Lattimore. He's not, he's not the caliber or prospect of those guys. At edge, you know, I think the players that have helped themselves this year as we hit on was uh, Deo Adenabo uh, uh, from Vanderbilt. I'm probably butchering his name, uh but then also Carlos Basham from Wake Forest has helped himself this year. He's been steady uh has continued to show uh improvement in his pass rush ability. uh the Michigan edge defenders played really well before they both got hurt. Aiden Hutchinson and quitty pay quitty pay definitely showed more pass rushing moves worked hard on that in the off season, and that was. Uh, showing immediate results, uh, but now both of those guys are injured. So in Michigan's being real evasive about how long they're going to be out and what their status will be. So uh, it makes it tough to kind of gauge where where these guys are going to end up at this point. But those two were playing really well and helping themselves before they got hurt. Um, I think guys that have not helped themselves. Obviously, we hit on. Uh, the edge rusher from Oregon State but I think that uh, Joe Tryon from Washington uh, not playing I think Gregory Russo from Miami I know some team evaluators that think he's a little overhyped, a little overrated he was a one year wonder at Miami and now he's not playing this year Uh, and I think that that kind of hurts him in terms of teams viewing him as having a bit more risk because this is a lost year in terms of refining pass rushing moves working on technique getting off block it's uh, just football is a game of reps and development and this is just a year that's lost before going to the nfl so you're going to have a year of training for the combine and sitting on the couch and then going up against nfl offensive tackles so Uh, Whoever drafts these guys who've sat out this season is going to need to have some patience with them and understand that that rookie year, they may not hit the ground running, and it might be more of a rotational platoon, semi-redshirt season for some of these players that decided not to play in 2020.
2: Charlie, last order of business. Let's talk about the matchups coming up this holiday weekend. Which games should we be looking at and which players should we be paying extra special attention to?
3: Well, on Friday, I think you can watch uh, Iowa State-Texas. You could see two potential mid-round quarterbacks there and Brock Purdy and Sam Ellinger. Uh, Notre Dame-North Carolina on Friday should be a really good game there. Uh, You can see uh, some talent, uh, really excellent linebacker talent with uh, both teams. Notre Dame has Jeremiah Wosu-Kamora, who could be a first-round pick. Uh, Chaz Surratt from North Carolina could go on day two. Both have NFL speed and skill sets. So that will be a really good game to watch on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, Pitt's. Uh, gonna take on Clemson so we'd finally get to see Trevor Lawrence come back hopefully it's not canceled uh, just before the game like last week against Florida State but Pitt has some really good edge rushers and Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones so it'll be nice to see how Lawrence holds up uh, in the face of their rush Uh, unfortunately Pitt's safety Paris Ford has opted out of the rest of the season. It would have been great to see him against Lawrence and Travisetti and the running back from Clemson, but unfortunately that won't happen. But after that game, you have a lot of other – there's a lot of NFL talent on display in Kentucky versus Florida, even though Florida will probably uh, blow them out. A lot of prospects on both teams. Um, You can check out our preview on Walter football for the full list on that. Uh, Of course, the Iron Bowl with Auburn and Alabama always features a lot of NFL talent. Alabama will probably blow them out as well, uh, but there's a lot of good players going head-to-head. LSU, Texas A&M, even though LSU's having a down season, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., their wide receiver's been excellent. He could be a candidate for the Jets late in the first round, early in the second round, uh, he's going to see some quality talent. Texas A&M has a lot of prospects on their roster. We hit on Kellen Mond, but they also have offensive linemen and defensive linemen that are going to get drafted, some linebackers, edge defenders. So a lot of good talent uh, going head-to-head in that LSU-Texas A&M game as well. So um, And then also on Friday, Iowa – Versus Nebraska I'm eager to watch some of Iowa's players including their defensive tackle Nixon's having a really nice season interior pass rusher those are hard to find uh, so this, are gonna, this is gonna this is going to be a great weekend of college football
2: really looking forward to some turkey and football this weekend Charlie Campbell. Lead draft analyst over at WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoy the games. I know you've got plenty of stuff that's going to go up before the holiday kicks in, though. So tell me what you've got over at WalterFootball.com that people can check out over the holiday weekend. Because we both know that after stuffing their faces with Turkey, people are going to want to be digging into a lot of this stuff, especially Jets fans. Because now the draft information is really becoming more and more pertinent by the week.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have tons of content, of course, uh, here. I, I got We both have our mock drafts being updated every week. Position rankings updated every week. We have uh, hot press rumors where players are grading out every week going up. I'm going to have some more uh, reports uh, from wh- where teams are grading the Vanderbilt Edge Rusher uh, this week. I'll have an article out on that. And then also, we're going to have uh, other 2022 marks and Uh, All kinds of content going up there, and Walt will have his picks, of course, for Thanksgiving games and uh, the the Sunday and Monday games in the NFL. So uh, more content than you have time to read, but we got it all there. Uh, So pick out what you're interested in, and we got you covered.
2: Make sure that you visit WalterFootball.com For everything you can want Fantasy football, gambling tips, and of course All the draft coverage you can handle Make sure that you're following Charlie on Twitter As well, at Draft Campbell. If you haven't given us a 5-star review on iTunes yet If you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you Any money, but it goes a long way to help us out So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite Grateful, and for the latest and greatest The New York Jets podcast, you know where to go That's Turn on the Jets Digital, and turn on the jets
1: Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and like conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?